Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? What, Eric? Good morning, Eric. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic, and I'm excited to uh, be talking to you today. I know that we're just going to, you know, kind of chill out a little bit today. Yeah, kinda... we thought we'd try something different today. All right. What are we doing? Well, Michael and I always have, uh, as, as you know, deep dialogues with our families, and they always come up with concerns, issues, ideas, things that they're, they're, they're feeling about the world around them. And I thought maybe we share some of those ideas and concepts and feelings that, uh, that our clients are sharing with us with the podcast listeners. I think, I think people sit back in their, in their homes and their offices and say, gee, I wonder what the economy is going to do this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. a topic I, I have to spend too much time on, but it seems to be a topic that's coming up a lot is that we've been in this 11 year bull market. And people saying, "Okay, the hammer's going to come down, John. When's the hammer coming down?" Mm-hmm. And 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 really, the conversation we have back is that we really don't know. I mean, we could project, we could assume, we could look at you know gyrations in the market, but it's hard to really evaluate and come up with a solid uh, answer to what's going to happen next. But we can share with you some of the things that we think are going to possibly take hold, and and that is change. Change change is always going to happen. I'll be a little flippant here, but um, change always occurs, and you have to be able to be flexible and nimble with that change. So, so you have to always have an open mind to what's going on around you. So, we had had a meeting with a client just, you know, just recently. He said, "Gee, you know what? I I have this extra money. How should I invest it? Should I put it in the market?" And the answer is, it depends on what your objectives are, and what that money is going to be used for. For example, if it was for a retirement strategy and you're in your 40s, you have a long time frame. So the markets are irrelevant. Um, if Depending you're, on when you want to retire. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we have some people want to retire pretty early on and in their mid-40s, yeah, you know, yeah. for better or worse. But. Yeah. We talk them out of it but uh, <laughs> yeah. in most cases but it's because we, we show them how they run out of money based on their current living stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, 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 so basically it's, it's really uh, an objective decision. So if you're buying a house within a year, obviously you keep it in cash. If you if you have college funding in the next five or six years, you, you keep it somewhat liquid and maybe in more of a, a non-volatile strategy like a bond strategy. So it really depends on your objectives. But the real bottom line question is really where is the market's going to go? And I've had this 11-year bull market and I've made a, a really good uh, growth in my portfolio. Uh, what happens? How do I how do I time this? Can I guess? Can I pull out of the market before it crashes? And we always send these warning bells out. <laughs> Be very, very careful mm-hmm. how you do that because you have to guess twice right. Yeah. One is when to get out and when to get back in again. Yep. So, so that's the challenge that we t- have conversations with our, with our investors with. You got to real be careful with that. But there's also a third component of that, which most people don't talk about. That is the tax hit on liquidating a portfolio, unless it's in an IRA, that you want to move to another position or you want to uh, reallocate. So you got to be careful about the timing of the, the in and out um, and also the tax 
hit on your portfolio because if, if, if you if you look at some of the portfolios that we have and that we kind of monitor, they have huge gains. I mean, so if I so if a client said to me, "Listen, I'm going to come out of cash. Excuse me, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I want to come out of stocks and go to cash." Oh my goodness, they would have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of tax hits. So you have to be real, real careful. But this so that's, is that's John, one of the things. Yeah, here's the thing though: is from our conversations, don't aren't you trying to eliminate the the timing of the market completely by doing the planning that you guys are doing? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think that that most of the time, again, we think generationally with a lot of our families, and so the decision uh, is more of a long-term one, or the objective is more of a long-term one. And so short-term swings in the market, even if we have been in an 11-year bull run, um, you know, even if we have a, a downturn is maybe, again, to my father's point, the objective of that investment account. If that's a long-term objective, then how important is is making sure that we time that market? Now, we, it, uh, listeners on our podcast may have heard our chief financial analyst, Paul Dietrich, uh, in the past, uh, he, that's a great podcast. You should go back and listen to that. And he's he's going to be on uh, quite a few times this year because um, he's just he's a wealth of knowledge. He's awesome. But, but if you listen to how how he terms it, timing, he doesn't he says he doesn't time the market. He times the economy, which I think is a really hmm. uh, interesting way of looking at that. And so, uh, you know, now everybody has different perspectives on that because if you talk to him, he's a little bit different than us from the standpoint of. He always wants to make sure that he's timing the economy properly and taxes come second to him. So it really, again, it's it's a personal decision. Some families, again, depending on the on the account and the objective, say, you know what, I, I think I'm okay weathering this little dip because I don't want to hit have that tax hit if I liquidate. So it's really a personal decision many times. Yeah, and, and again, to your point, Eric, the planning we do for our families is focused on the generational pieces of it. So it's, remember, we have a, one of those questions about creating a state bank. Uh, that's mm -hmm. our concept. We want to create uh, pools of assets that the family has access to, to um, accomplish um, any goals they might want to accomplish, buy a business or invest into real estate or whatever it might be. So we always manage the family wealth from a planning standpoint, not just from a rate of return standpoint. And I think that's where people kind of hang their hat most of the time. You know, what, how did I do last year from a rate of return standpoint? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And I mean, we talk about the very general term of timing the market, right? Everybody is concerned about the market one way or another. And, and to be clear, there's a couple different kind of markets that you guys specifically have to deal with, with your clients. One, obviously being the stock market and those types of investments. And then Secondly, I think the second most important one would be the real estate market, which they don't go hand in hand all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the events, triggering events? And obviously in 2020, we know what the one of the biggest events coming up, you know, that people are concerned about, which is the election. Um, what events do you see your clients reacting to and then asking those questions about whether it's the real estate market or the stock market and, and that type of investing, what kind of triggering events are you seeing them say, Hey, how are we doing? What's your, what's your prognosis? I, I, there's a, I think there's a couple answers to that. One is they're looking at the political mm -hmm. uh, storm that's uh, approaching us in November because it's going to be very uh, stressful period for people. But if you look at history, 
Uh, it doesn't matter what president, whether a Democrat or Republican, the markets pretty much average out. Uh, it's, it doesn't change too much. Uh, but people, you know, panic about that. So we kind of ease their fears that, you know, again, it's a long-term strategy, typically. Um, it's not going to affect what you do with your planning as much. Now, what, what could affect their planning is tax law changes or mm, yep. something changes in, in you know how they operate, how trusts operate, or whatever it might be. These are things that could affect them, but we, we address those if if they and when they occur. The other one is the international scope. Uh, China uh, and all the discussion about all these tariffs are 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 top uh, notes for people to c talk about. Um, and how does that affect them as a as a country now, a lot of, or as an individual here in our country, uh, a, a lot of facts that I'm reading is that it really hasn't affected us that much. So it has affected the farmers uh, because they got hit most because of the tariffs. But the average person, I don't think they felt any hit on the tariffs, mm -hmm. on the issues around the tariffs. So, so I think it's the media kind of blows things out of proportion a little bit. So you got to be careful what you listen to and how you listen to it because people are selling hype. And so you got to settle down, you got to take a deep breath and say, okay, where do I stand with this hype? And, and hopefully they call us before they jump off a cliff yeah. uh, for any reason. But, uh, uh, but uh, it's really just keeping that communication with our families going um, to make sure they're comfortable. But those are the, so Eric, those are the two fronts we see, the, the domestic issues and, and obviously China, the global issues. Mm -hmm. But I think if you look at Back to 1987 when I saw the first crash, and 1994 was a, a bubble, and 1990, excuse me, 2001 and 2008, the markets have always recovered. Yeah. Now, when you look at it, at it that way, people say, yeah, it has, but i got to weather the emotional piece to that. Mm -hmm. I, I tell them to get over that. Stop being emotional about the market. It's technical. It does what it does. You have no control over it except how you invest in it or if invested in it at all. So it's, so, so it's really let the markets do what they're supposed to do. And if, I, and, if, and if I asked you, Eric, what was the Dow in 1987? Do you remember how low that number was? No, <laughs> no clue. It was, it was 1,782. That's the number I, that I remember in the top of my head. Wow. And where's the Dow today? It's 29,000. Yeah. What does, that, what does that tell you? All those bumps in the road over the last 30 plus years, the market still recovered. And it's way ahead of where it was, and it continues to grow. So, so for example, if I, I told a client the other day that if you get a 10% rate of return in the S&P 500, that's 10% on 29,000. So you just went up. <laughs> it just went up four or 5,000 points or 3,000 points. So mm -hmm. if the market's going to grow and continue to grow, you just got to be patient and don't get emotionally connected to the market. So that's the conversation we have with a lot of our families. So stay away from the emotional component. Yeah, and a lot of in the context of where the, the stock markets are, where the economy is, and, and to your point at the election, you know, how is all that playing into it? A lot of that has to do, we've had some conversations uh, with some of our families over the last, I would say, 24 months as they're approaching, let's say, quote unquote, retirement age, you know, not in their 40s, maybe in their mid to mid to late 60s. Um, and they're maybe either selling their business uh, or they're exiting their practice if they're a doctor. And so the timing of all of this now, now that adjustment is is getting back to the emotional piece. That's a that's a big conversation that we have with a lot of the families we work with is how, have I have I saved enough? Okay, I'm I'm now transitioning to this world where I'm not going to be making an income from mm -hmm. whatever uh, vocation I was in, and now I have to live off of my savings uh, for the rest of my life. 
and maybe leave a legacy to my children and grandchildren. So, you know, th these two issues are sort of coming to a head for a lot of our families. And, and that's really where planning becomes important. That's really where doing a lot of cash flow modeling, modeling is important. Re uh, revisiting your investment allocation is important. And the types of uh, strategies that you've invested in um, along the way, all of those things come, come to, to a head. And having a good team in place to to help you and guide you through that is really really important. So that's that's one thing that I know, Dad. We've been hearing a lot from our clients over the last couple of years. Yeah, and 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 that conversation continues to the to the children. When you when you look at planning, um, I tell the families that we work with, mom and dad, it's not about you anymore. It's about the kids. <laughs> they throw things at me sometimes mm -hmm. because they say, "Well, I give the kids enough." Well. But when you look at the the you, at the end of your life and you pass your wealth, it's about the kids. And and one of the questions we ask now in our dialogue, and we think it's a very important one, uh, we, we kind of mature in what we do. Um, we, we, we ebb and flow with what the client's needs are. Uh, we're not a company that focuses on just one way to do things. We always advance it like it's it's another paradigm shift for us when we look at generational structures. So what I'm getting at is when I ask a question to a, to a family head, I said, you died today. Um, what advisor do you currently have in place that you trust that would advise your, your wife and your children on financial affairs through their lifetime? And I get these blank stares and the answer is always the same. I don't have anybody. Yeah. So the next question is why not? And is that something you want to consider? Because if you look at all the stats, and we've had them on the podcast before, every third generation, families lose wealth because of lack of values or lack of communication, of the, the bunch of factors. But one of the factors we believe is, is that not connecting advisors to, for guidance to these generations to make sure they don't make those mistakes or have a, a set of eyes looking over their decision process. So what firms are now in, 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 that are in place to do that? Well, we think Copper Beach is very unique. That's what we, we hope to always achieve with our families is create that relationship from one generation to another to make sure that when a client goes to bed at night and something happens to them, God forbid, their children are in good hands. Um, I think we shared the story in a previous podcast. We just had one of our very good clients pass away. And the family is now relying on copper beach to watch over everything give them all their recommendations work with the children put everything in order and we've worked very closely with all the advisors that are involved and it's like a fine-tuned machine when it's done right and it's working extremely well and the client said to me and again i i, I hate to say this but it's i always like to say what how i feel but clients say if it wasn't for copper beach i don't know where i'd be yeah, that's a that's a good question to be asked or a comment to be made because that's impact. We're having impact because that client feels comfortable that someone and it might not be Copper Beach. It might be another firm, but someone's watching over my children and me because my husband's no longer here. And he did that. And I don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I talk, was talking about Michael, my wife, Debbie, she's she's a, one of the smartest people I know in the world, but she hates money. Hates, hates worry about anything that has to do with money. She says, you worry about it. If something happens to you, I'm calling Michael. <laughs> well, I'm lucky I got a Michael. Yeah. But if someone doesn't have a Michael, now what? So these, so the dialogue we have with our families now is, is, is a check and balances. How do you, how do you look at your current advisor team or, or individual or whoever it might be? Are they going to be the leader of your kids? That's a good question to ask. Yeah. Cause I, I think it goes back to 
probably our, one of our first podcasts in, in terms of why Copper Beach was created is because many of these families are stuck in the middle trying to juggle all of this, whether it's a retirement decision or it's a legacy decision or it's a family leadership decision to the next generation. All, all of these all of these issues that may seem distinct from one another, really, in the grand scheme of things, aren't. And there's a lot of families are telling us that I, I don't know who to go to to help me with this. Um, you know, my my attorney can help in this way or my CPA could maybe help in this way or I have uh, multiple investment advisors maybe managing different accounts and I, I'm not sure who's really it's going to take the lead here to help me do all this. And, and that's why, uh, again, why Copper Beach is created. That's why we think we have value to a lot of families is because we can take that role um, for them and take them out of the middle. Uh, and and be the be the quarterback of their advisor yeah. team. Yesterday, something very special happened. Yesterday, we we're we we're talking about it earlier today. We have one of our uh, clients' sons call us or text or email. I think it was email. I think it was an email. I think it was an email. I think it was. Yeah. And, and said in a nutshell, he said, "I like to get together with you and Michael, and I want to go over my dad and my mom's finances because I'm I'm now working and I want to I want to be able to put my income in the bucket." To help, to help where I can help and invest where we can invest. And I want to understand what assets they have and structure they have and, and all those components. And mom and dad put a, a blessing on it. Now, he's in his mid-20s, and that's a good age to do this, hmm. but he's also a doctor. He's just went to medical school. So he's, 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 he's ready to step into that, that leadership role to that next generation, and he wants to tie all the pieces together, but he wants to throw his income in. Which I thought was fascinating. I would throw my check in there. The mom and dad don't need his check, believe me. But 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 that's fascinating how that that happens. I mean, it's it's really neat to see that the kids are now getting interested in contributing to the success of the family going forward. Or at least that's that's what I think his intent is. Um, yeah. And he's an interesting young man. But so those those kind of dynamics happen along the way that make us smile. Here at Copper Beach, because because it says we're doing something that that should be done. Um, and anyway, I'm not taking anything away from any other advisor out there. I'm sure there there are good advisors out there that that really have close relationships with their families that they work with, and that's a good thing. The issue always the thing that I'm addressing is when that advisor retires, or when that God forbid that advisor passes away. Now what? Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a there's a continuity of, of of a business structure that we look at that if I disappear tomorrow, my clients have no issue. They love Michael to death. They love my team here, but it doesn't change our processes mm-hmm. and everybody's in place. I'm just not here. But Michael's in his 30s. So they look at Michael as that succession of my practice. They feel comfortable. And Michael's now starting, as I said, working with the children. So that's that whole process that there's going to be an advisor community around their children, i.e. Copper Beach, even though I'm no longer here. If I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you got that logic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and it's, one of the things that we've talked about in the past is that y- you guys are huge on education. Uh, and obviously, you work very, very closely with your clients, uh, specifically but one of the key components that we've spoken multiple times on previous podcasts about the fact that you are trying to be, well, I'm going to put it in my words, but I see you guys being more of a mentor, uh, almost like a coach to the younger generation so that they don't see you as mom and dad's advisor. You're the family advisor and you're bringing great information and education to them, but you're a trusted resource that they know that they can, like this young man, they can email you 
these questions or these concerns and hey, I want to meet with you so we can I want to I want to continue in my parents footsteps of good saving and good planning and and everything else and contribute to the family. I do have a question on that one by the way. Is he an only child? Uh, and if not, how does that work? Uh, well, but we can get to that in a minute, but I kind of see you guys being more of mentors to the to the to the younger generation until the time comes where, you know, you're the the wealth has passed and now you're going to be specifically their advisors. Is that does that sum it up or am I off base? I think it's I think it's perfect. I I think uh, that that isn't the uh, language specifically that we use, although maybe maybe you've given us a good tidbit there, Eric. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) No problem. but uh, but but yeah, there is a lot of that mentorship that that does go on, and it really has to if you want to avoid that shirt sleeves proverb that we've mentioned on yes. prior podcasts. So that that losing wealth in three generations, it's having that educational process to the next generation to sort of manage all the complexity uh, that the family may have, or make sure that the values that went into creating the wealth are transferred to the next generation. And sometimes having an outside perspective or an outside mentor can help in that because, uh, you know, I, I say that personally, if sometimes if my father tells me something, you know, there's that parent child relationship mm-hmm. where I may bristle at that. But if you said it, Eric, I'd say, Oh, that makes sense. Right. So sometimes having an outside perspective, yeah, I get dirty looks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get kind of cross-eyed sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes having that, <laughs> that, that outside perspective really can help. Um, to answer your question, he is not an only child. He's, um, he's one of two. Wow. He's the oldest, uh, I think super kids. Case. Yeah. Very bright kids. So how would that work? If he wants to contribute and he wants to, you know, throw into the pot, how does that, how does that Well, we just got the email yesterday. We'll get back to you on that one. Okay, yeah. Future (laughs) podcast. I'm not sure of what he means by that because I know, I know right now how much money he makes. I'm not sure how much he wants to throw in the pot Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point, but it's the willingness that he wants to do that. Absolutely. Which is, which is the exciting part to me because he's, he's going to be a neurologist along the way and he's going to be making uh, a good living as a neurologist and i think he's he wants to cre- create that that succession of wealth to his kids now he's not married he's still very young but but that's his thinking so when we have our meetings with these with all the family members all those topics come up and we just were out there at his as at uh, the father's birthday party and all the kids were around Michael discussing with Michael, you know, conversations about money and whatever. So you see that it's fascinating how it all comes to play. But your point is well taken, Eric. We're not financial planners. We're not financial advisors. We're not lawyers. We're not CPAs. We're not psychiatrists. We're kind of all that mm-hmm. because we understand it. We have we have we have the techniques to address all those issues. But we come from that coaching position. It's it's not about us. It's about them. And when you have that philosophy in business, like if this is my belief, the clients get more out of the relationship because too many advisors I see, it's when they say, I think you should do this, or I think this is a good idea, or I think you should make that decision. Eyes a very powerful <laughs> word and be careful with it because it shouldn't be their opinion. It should be a, a discussion about another way to address a, a situation. And you might be biased on your view of that. So when an advisor like myself say, listen, I think you should have 70% in stocks versus bonds out of your portfolio and the rest may be some in cash. Well, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But what are your objectives? Your objectives say, well, well, I don't know if I feel comfortable with having that much stocks because I got this objective I'm trying to meet and I'm not comfortable with all those stocks. So you have to be careful when you listen to people with the eye in their vocabulary. It's, yeah. it's critical. And I use a third party kind of a discussion 
where I never say to a client, Michael, I think you should do this. What we often say is a lot of our clients are concerned about this issue. And here's how they have addressed it. Is that something you want to take a look at? Because here's the impact it had. Mm -hmm. And the clients go, I like that. Because their peers are doing it. I'm not telling them to do it. I'm telling them the peers have, are concerned about this issue. We've addressed it with them. Here's how we addressed it. Is that something you want to look at? So it's a counselor coaching relationship. To well, your yeah. point. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's being able to show them that something has, has worked for someone who's in a very similar situation. And I think that that's what a lot of people don't get from uh, an advisor on a normal basis. Um, I've certainly never heard that from an advisor that I work with. Now, I'm, uh, you and I have discussed this before. I'm not exactly at your client's uh, level of wealth at this point. Uh, I, I'm not your client at this uh, point. We help you, Eric. Yeah, we'll, you need. yeah we'll, we'll work on that uh, very soon. But um, I've never heard that from an advisor as far as here's what's going on with people that are in your situation. You know, you've got a couple kids, you've got, uh, you know, a house, you've got a rental property, you've got this, that, or the other, you've got this much in investments. Here's what, you know, folks that are in your situation are concerned about. Here's some strategies they've used, uh, that, that work well for them. Do you want to take a look? I've never heard that. And it's refreshing, yeah, it, right? Yeah, because it's, it's called counselor selling. It's been Maslow wrote about it in the forties. Oh, well, there it's, you go. it's a psycho, it's a psychological approach to, working with with uh, uh, needs of individuals it's a need-based discussion I, I, don't, I don't get into the weeds with it but yeah it but you have to be able to get to the heart of the matter because you and i both know eric people make decisions emotionally absolutely not necessarily on facts so you have to deal with that emotional issue first and often <laughs> and along the way but but when you when you cement it with good logic and facts it's easy for them to say i want to do that john and michael that makes sense to me because because it fits or i understand it i know why you're recommending it because it's it's what i need it's what i what i have to have to make me happy and my family happy so it's it's really a a, a, a psychological approach to working with human beings and so we always put that in in proper context and say that's our approach first the products or the, or the implementation, that's all going to come along the way. But if they feel good about it, that other part's real easy. Um, and that's and that's really our, our philosophy. No, that's, the, that's the counselor yeah. side. And you brought up that that mentorship comment, Eric. And, and every one of our families is different. And everything mm -hmm. that they do is customized. Now, they may come to the same conclusion about a particular issue, whether that's a wealth transfer issue or an investment decision, whatever the issue may be, they may come up with the same answer, but how they get there is is usually a little bit different. And and that's part of that process is you know, they're coming up with that decision themselves and we're helping them come to that conclusion and guiding them and and uh, and counseling them along the way. But that's that's part of what we do. And again, it's not it's not our plan. It's not our family. It's it's theirs. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the job is making sure that they're comfortable with that. Yeah, we had a client come in last, a couple, I, I guess, a couple of weeks ago where he had a, he had an issue he, that we needed to address. He came to our office and Michael and I were sitting and talking to him and he was walking out leaving two hours later. And you know, he says, I hate coming here. <laughs> so, okay. He said, I, I asked one question. I walk away with six other things I got to worry about and think about because you guys brought good ideas up. So, so okay, I, I got my homework assignment. I'll call you next week. So, so, so the challenge with us is really getting them to communicate honestly, and they do, with what they're concerned about, what their desires are, so we, we can help them discover other ways to do things because yeah. of that third-party kind of strategy where we've had clients discuss that with us before. We had clients make that decision before. Here's how, 
here's how it impacted their family. Here, what was, here's what was successful about it. Here's what didn't work about it. So we always go through that dialogue. But I, th- I think as as a buyer of a of a service or a product, unless you get that analysis, unless you get that connection to the to what your needs are, to what the product delivers or the service delivers, it's going to be hard for you to make a decision. So we try to make it as easy as possible. The clients say, I get it. Yeah, I understand what you guys are doing. This is great. Let's move forward with it. Um, I mean, we very seldom get no, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. because the other issue is we work with the team of advisors. So if all of us are on the same page on that implementation strategy, and the client, how could the client say no to that? Because the attorney, the CPA, us, and and the money manager, whoever else is involved, says this is a great idea. Let's proceed. Let's yeah. do it. So it makes sense. Guys, we're running low on time, and we have covered a ton of stuff today. Uh, you really you know, brought up some good points as far as what your clients are talking to you about, what they're concerned about, uh, kind of what they're seeing, whether it's in the market or on the news and, you know, political, you know, scenario, it's, it's always just a a circus, uh, but they're bringing these concerns to you, which is great, but not every listener is a client. And so would you entertain questions, uh, from the audience that we can cover on a future podcast? Can they email you questions? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, we have uh, we have a an email set up for that. Uh, it's podcast at cbfgllc.com. and you could send us any questions uh, to that email. We'll we'll get back to you. We also we're on LinkedIn. If you want to connect with us on LinkedIn, both uh, myself, and my father are on LinkedIn, along with the Copper Beach, the firm's webpage. So. Any of those three, you can also connect with us there. I'd love to hear from you. Um, otherwise, you can email us at podcast at cbfgllc.com. Super easy. Podcast at cbfgllc.com. Love it, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. All right, thank Eric. You, Eric. Thanks. Always a pleasure. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Incorporated, a member of FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of APFS and APA.
Any opinions expressed in this forum are not the opinion or view of American Portfolios Financial Services Incorporated APFS or American Portfolios Advisors Incorporated APA and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors.